In a world that is hurting, isolated, dislocated and shaken, we wanted to refocus on who God is and who he has called us to be. In a world that is violent, angry, fearful and polarised, we wanted to refocus on what unites us and gives us hope. In a world that is changing, quickening, questioning and re-evaluating, we wanted to refocus on why we are here and how we are called to live. And so we want to take some time to look at our why, our who and our what. We want to explore our mission, why we are here, our values, who we are called to be and our vision, what we are called to do. And we call this our 365. Three is our mission, living out faith, hope and love in our community. Six is our values, story, connection, relationship, generosity, transformation and creativity. And five is our vision, that by God's spirit and working in partnership, we are committed to becoming a community where Jesus is wholeheartedly worshipped, deeply experienced and clearly known. Praying and creating space for renewal in ourselves and our communities. Seeing the tide of relational breakdown turn wherever we serve. Resourcing the wider church to bring about kingdom transformation. And to living generously. Challenging the cultures and systems that create injustice and actively loving those affected. Three, six and five. And so this is our 365. And as a church, we seek to live this out every day. We do this as a whole, but we also do this individually, as households, as families, as small groups and as friends. In our homes, our neighbourhoods, our communities, our workplaces, our schools and colleges and everywhere we set foot. Every one of us is an expression of our 365. Everyone, everywhere, every day. Three six five. So um, it's an exciting day. We've um, commissioned our leadership team to take us into this next um, phase and this next part of the journey, and we are launching our our mission statement, our values, and our vision, and we are packaging them as three six five. And um, you know, it might be that you know over the last few years, if you've joined this church in the last few years, you see the banners around, you might, that have been hanging on the walls and wondering why they, what they're talking about and story and connected and relational and serving and transformed and um, expressive. And you might have seen those sorts of things and go, okay, well, I, I think I understand maybe what they're about. You might have heard us talking about turning the tide of family breakdown or, or living lives of justice or wanting to see Jesus wholeheartedly um, worshipped or, or even being a church that is a resource to the wider church. You might have heard some of these things, but we haven't taught into our values. We haven't taught into our vision statement for actually quite a long time. And it felt like it was time for us to 
um, think them through again, to update them, to develop them, to make sure that they are the right mission statement, vision, values for the next 12 years. Because 12 years ago, when, this, um, when the leadership team was formed, um, we launched our values. Almost 12 years exactly. I think it was um, end of January rather than end of February. Um, and then 10 years ago, we brought the vision and we shared that across. And that's developed a little bit across the years. But we've, seen, we've had some really exciting years. The last 12 years, I think we've seen a lot of change in YCC. Um, we've seen small, group, small groups grow and thrive and you know, come to a place where so many of us are rooted in to our small groups, which is really exciting because we've talked for a long time about belonging, being in the small, and we celebrate in the big. There are a lot, being a fairly large church so that enables us to do all sorts of things um, together, but actually belonging is in the small. And so to see small groups working so successfully has been really exciting, to see them grow, to see them thrive. And, um, you know, it's been, like I say, it's been a really exciting um, number of years. We've seen a lot of um, evidence of God impacting lives and, and growing. We've seen real impact in the community. We've seen, um, you know, we're a church that has a long history of working in the community. We were one of the first food banks in the country, uh, was based here. Um, we started Parent and Toddlers decades ago. We've been doing, um, the coffee shop has been here for quite a while. We've been doing stuff in the community for a long time, but we've seen that develop over the last 12 years. We've seen, you know, for family grow. We've seen our homeless work grow. We've seen job club develop. We've, we've seen um, create, um, grow and develop. We've seen all sorts of things grow, develop. The stuff we do in the community and our partnership with other churches and working, um, supporting the work of CAP that St. John's do and, and street pastors across the town and all sorts of different things that we do, that we're part of, that we're involved in, that we've seen. And our, our engagement with the community has really um, grown and developed and it's been an exciting time for us as a church. We had a picture um, about 18 months ago, a year 18 months ago, and it was um, that this idea that all these canals, trenches and, had been built into every part of the community and that we had this sense that God was going to bring the rain that, and the water would flow um, and they would act as canals of bringing life, water of life into every part of our community. And we've had this sense that God is on the move. God is up to something. God is doing something. And we've been, we've been doing lots of preparation. We're doing lots of foundational work over the last 12 years. But a sense that now it's a different time. We had this idea that what brought us to this point wasn't going to take us to where God was calling us to go. We needed to change our posture. We needed to um, reshape ourselves a little bit. We needed to rethink ourselves a little a bit. We needed to work on um, how we operate and how we... Um, how we develop and what are the things that God's calling us to. And so this new posture, this new way of being church, this new way of being community, this is something we've been working on for the last year, two years. This a sense that, again, God is up to something. We're at the threshold. We don't quite know what the future looks like, but we feel like we needed to look a little bit different. And so we have an, a new leadership team. It felt like there was a, an opportunity um, for us to 
like rebirth a new leadership team and we've done that this morning which all feels very significant we've um, talked about um, and we've developed a new structure so we have a new structure to how our strategy team um, works so we have we've appointed John um, to come in John and Sue and Dan have joined us they've moved down here now again feels very significant uh, we're delighted to have them with us and John is our um, strategic operational lead and doing a great job but we have Rachel who's heading up our community strategic lead Joe who's heading up our creative strategic lead and we we develop this strategy team because we need to work a little bit differently we need to work um in in different ways and a little bit smarter we have a new, there's a new landscape that we've been sensing and very obviously over the last year but we were sensing it before that there was this new landscape and what does it look like to stand in the rubble and see what's going to emerge in this new landscape and so many changes in the last year we're online church. Here we are, um, beaming to you um, in your homes. Um, but it's not just those of us who were gathering as YCC previously. It's it's those of us who were. Um, we have new people joining with us. I I think I mentioned it um, a little while ago, but a few weeks ago we um, had a. Um, I, I, I spoke in the morning, and by the evening, I think I had messages from five different continents saying thanks for the talk or really enjoyed this bit or asking questions about it and South America, North America, Europe, Australasia, Africa, people are joining with us, feel like they're part of YCC far beyond Yeovil. And so we've seen growth there. We've seen, um, you know, over the last year, we've seen our small groups really step up and really come into their own and and function and, and keep people connected and keep people rooted and building community. We've seen how we use a building change dramatically. No longer is it full on a Sunday morning. Um, and for a long time, it's been full through the week, but it's very different. The coffee shop isn't open at the moment, but the food bank has expanded and takes over a much larger area. The uh, for family team have had to expand um, quite significantly and take over a larger area of the building. The auditorium is being used for vaccinations, and we've already had over 12,000 people come through um, the building to be vaccinated. Our scale of partnership with agencies and with partner agencies and with people in the community has, has grown significantly. We've seen a growth in prayer. It was really exciting to see our lunchtime prayer meeting, our Monday to Friday, 12.30. Join us online praying every day, just for 15 minutes, but people gathering together to pray. That follows on from our 7.30 in the morning prayer meeting, which is one you're less likely to see me at. But um, 7.30 in the morning prayer meeting, and that has been going all the way through lockdown, and it's just been such a blessing. And it's so exciting to see people gathering every day to pray, um, to sense what God is saying, sharing prophetic words, speaking into things, praying into things. There is this growth in prayer. There is a stirring of the Spirit. There is a sense of the God is up to something. We've got stories of people going deeper in their faith, digging their own wells. If you remember that word that was spoken a year or two ago, that we needed to be digging our own wells. And that makes so much sense now in this current pandemic. We've seen people come to faith through the Alpha Course, and not just people in Yeovil, as I said before, but people internationally coming to faith through the Alpha Course. And that's been really exciting to see. There is a sense that God is up to something. In Habakkuk, chapter 3, it says this, Lord, I have heard the reports of what you did. I am awed, Lord, by what you accomplished. 
in our time, repeat those deeds. In our time, reveal them again. But when you cause turmoil, remember to show us mercy. There's this idea that um, the prophet is saying, Lord, I've heard the stories of what you've done in the past. I've heard the miraculous stories of how you parted the Red Sea to bring the Israelites through, of how, of how you established Israel in the promised land, the battles that you, the victories that you gave them, the battles that they won, the, the stories of how you brought water from a rock and how you, how you met them where they are. I've heard the great stories where you have established your nation. I've heard the great stories of what you've done in the past. And I am praying, Lord, that you will do the same again today and there is this sense that God is up to something we've heard the stories of revivals in the past we've heard the stories of God moving in the past we've heard the stories of communities being transformed by the goodness and the presence of God in the past and there is this sense that we are praying for God to repeat that and God is up to something I love how that's phrased in the in the message version in the message version it says this God I've heard what our ancestors say about you and I'm stopped in my tracks. I'm down on my knees. Do among us what you did among them. Work among us as you worked among them. And as you bring judgment, as you surely must, remember mercy. God's on his way again, retracing the old salvation route. God is up to something. And we felt like it was appropriate for us to respond to try and capture some of that sense and so we've we've been looking at what well, what is our mission what are our values um, what is our vision and we haven't actually had a mission statement for a long time and we felt like it was important for us to understand our why we are here and so we um, we we have settled on this that we are we are here to live out faith hope and love in our community that we are people and we've spent the last um, couple of months talking about faith, hope and love for this very reason. And because we think it's so important that as a church we are here to live out faith, hope and love in our community. People who are rooted in our faith, people who are secure in our hope and are confident in our hope. So we are free to live out love wholeheartedly, to pour ourselves out lovingly to the people who are around us. And we've been talking about that sort, those sorts of ideas over the last few weeks, that we are a church who are here to live out faith, hope, and love in our community. And we want to see that happening, not just as, as, um, as a church, as a whole, corporately. This is something we're called to do, each one of us, wherever we are, um, in whatever circumstances, and whenever we are. And so our values, we've changed our values a little bit, um, and you'll probably spot some of the changes, but our values are story, that we're part of a bigger story, that we're part of God's story, that we're part of a church that's not just Yeova Community Church, but we're part of the church in Yeovil, we're part of the church in the UK, we're part of the church in the world, that we're part of this story that is told through scripture, but that we don't believe that um, this is just a story that happened a couple of thousand years ago that we believe in, it's a story that we participate in. It's a story that we are part of. This story continues to be told in us and through us. We continue to work out what it means to live out the kingdom of God where we are. Story matters. Your story matters. Not just our story as a church, but your story matters because each one of us is a child of God. Each one of us is known and is called. If Every one of our stories matters. And, and actually... 
However um, irrelevant or insignificant or small or unseen we might feel, God says you're a child of God. God says you're an image bearer of him. God says that your story matters. Our story matters because we're invited to participate in his story. Connection. And we, this is rooted in this idea that you know, disconnection is right at, broken relationships are right at the centre of um, the issues in our community, right at the centre of the issues in our humanity. We are disconnected. We look at the story in Genesis and we see this disconnection, disconnection between us and God, disconnection within ourselves, disconnection between each other relationally, disconnection between us and creation. And we're seeing and we're hearing stories all the time, more and more reports of the damage that is being done to creation. And it matters. It's part of the kingdom. We are called to reconnect in every way we can so that the world around us can be reconnected, restored, renewed in every way it can. And this is the kingdom of God. This is our value, that we want to be people who invest in being reconnected, who pursue it who pray to God, who connect with people, who work through our own brokenness, who, in, who are con- conscientious, responsible um, inhabitants of creation. Relationship. Because the way of Jesus cannot be lived in isolation. We believe that relationship is a key value because God is a relational God. The Trinity is God in relationship with himself and, and invites us into relationship with him. He says that we can do the same things that he can do. He says that because we are loved by God, because we are known by God, we reflect God. We do this together. None of us can reflect God on our own. We do this in relationship. God is a communal God. God is a relational God. And God invites us to live this out and to reveal what God is like in relationship. You know, the Ten Commandments, the law, is a heavy burden for anyone to live and carry through on their own. But it was given to a community. The Beatitudes is a really difficult thing to work out on our own. But it was spoken to a community. And as community, we're able to live this stuff out transformation is our value that we believe that um, we're invited into this journey of transformation that we believe that as we work together as we walk this together as we are church together as we are community together we are given many many daily weekly so many opportunities of opportunities of repentance, opportunities of forgiveness, opportunities of healing, opportunities of restoration, opportunities of generosity. We are given opportunities of transformation, opportunities of salvation. And that we are all on this journey of being transformed into the people that we were created to be. And we invite people to be on this journey with us, wherever they are on that journey. We invite people to join in. It means that none of us get to stand still. It means that none of us get to be the same as we were a year ago because we're all given these, uh, this abundant grace of opportunities of forgiveness, repentance, healing, restoration, salvation. Our fifth one is generosity. And you might remember that before we had serving as one of our values, but... 
we've actually replaced that with generosity because we think generosity is a bigger idea. Generosity is an idea that contains serving because serving is about the giving of yourself for the, for the advancement, for the betterment, for the care of others. That we serve one another. But generosity is this bigger idea that we expand, that we don't shrink. I remember um, a few years ago, I, I took some time to write a book um, that some of you will have read. And it was looking at the Ten Commandments, but it was kind of looking at um, what do we understand, what, does it, what do the Ten Commandments reveal to us about who God is and who we're called to be? If they're not relevant to us as rules, um, because we're not under the law anymore, because we are saved by grace, they still teach us a huge amount about who we are and who we're called to be. And I remember that um, as I was writing it, I wasn't always quite sure what I was going to write for each individual one. And The morning I decided I was going to write... Um, about thou shalt not murder, thou shalt not kill. And it was the morning after. I'd spent the evening before, the night before, watching um, the bomb in Manchester, in the Manchester Arena. And that was my home city. My niece was nearby. We spent the first part of our time just making sure that she was safe um, and hadn't been caught up in it. And then um, we... I watched the news as this tragedy unfolded. But there was something that made me really proud of my home city. Because in that moment of crisis, in that moment of suffering, in that moment of anger, violence, death, fear, what we saw were all these stories of people opening up their homes to look after people and take them in and let them stay if they couldn't get home. Taxi drivers just driving up, turning up the meet, off the meter and taking anyone wherever they needed to go. The hotels opening their doors and letting people come in and feeding people. Restaurants just taking food out to people who are on the streets. In that moment of suffering, the response of my home city was to expand, not to shrink in fear. The response was to step out in love and defiant love even rather than to shrink back and be afraid. And it captures something of what we're talking about with generosity, that we are people who step into situations, who expand, who are instinctively generous, rather than holding on to or shrinking. And so generosity is a value for us. Creativity has changed a little bit. It was expressive, and now it's creativity. Again, we think it's this bigger idea because we believe that we are all created to be creative because the God who created us is a creative God, and he invites us to partner with him in creation. And you might kind of be sat there going, oh, but Adam, I'm not creative. Yeah, I'm not. I can't. And look, I am... I am not very good at art. I'm not very good at drawing. and I'm not very good at writing, to be honest. I can't, I can't read my own writing a lot of the time. I can't, not very good at that sort of stuff. And you might go, I'm not very, just not very creative. And I'm not, but actually we are all creative in some way. And whilst it might not be with art or it might not be with pottery, it might be with words. It might be with hospitality. You might be really creative at how you love people and how you look after people, how you care for people. We, our creativity will come out in all sorts of ways, but we are creative because the God who, who created us, the God whose image we bear, is creator God. And when we create, we connect 
with our identity, with who we're created to be. When we create, we express something of what God is like. And so as a community, as individuals, we want to be people who create wherever we are. And we find creative ways to problems, to challenges, to issues in our community. We find creative ways to um, how we raise our children or how we love our neighbours or how we fulfil our work or whatever it might be. Creativity is right at the centre. So there are six vision, um, values. And then we come to vision, our vision statements. And these should be fairly familiar, but again with one change. By God's spirit, working in partnership, we are committed to becoming a community where Jesus is wholeheartedly worshipped, deeply experienced and clearly known. We put that first because we are a Jesus-centered church. We gather around Jesus. We, we believe that Jesus is the revelation of what God is like. We believe that Jesus is at the center of all things. We believe he's the beginning and the end. He is the alpha and the omega. He, Jesus is the person that shows us who God is and what God is like and reveals to us who we are created to be and, who, and what, we, what it means to be image bearers of God. And so we put Jesus right at the centre, become a community where Jesus is wholeheartedly worshipped, deeply experienced and clearly known. Second one, praying and creating space for renewal in ourselves and our communities. I've said that we're seeing this increase in prayer and we want to see more of that because we really think it's um, important that we commit ourselves in prayer and we commit ourselves intentionally to um, subvert this pressure to be busy all the time. And we create space, and that might be physical space, it might be time, it might be space within our spirits, it might be space within us, within our mind. But we create space for renewal because we believe that God is doing something. And we've heard the stories of what he has done before and we are praying, we are contending, we are seeking for him to do the same again. And so we want to pray, we want to create space for renewal in ourselves first because renewal, revival always starts with us and we want to see it flow out into our communities. And this might be about spiritual renewal, but this can also be about seeing our community thrive. We want to make space for that. We want to pray for that. We want to pray for renewal, revival, for God's spirit to come, for people to encounter him in miraculous ways and powerful ways. We want to pray and create space for those things. By God's spirit and working in partnership, we are committed to seeing the tide of relational breakdown turned wherever we serve. Now you will have heard us talk about seeing the tide of family breakdown turned. And this is really the same thing, but we want it to be clearer that this isn't just about the model of nuclear families. This is about... We see relationship, relational breakdown at the centre of so many issues in us and around us, in our community. And we believe that God is a God of relationship, as we've said in our values. So our vision is that we see that tide of broken relationships turned wherever we are. And we want to resource the wider church to bring about kingdom transformation because we see ourselves that we are blessed to be a blessing and we want to be that resource. And finally, that we are living generously, challenging the cultures and systems that create injustice and actively loving those affected. These are our vision, our five. So we have three. Faith, hope and love is our three, is our mission statement. Six values, five vision statements, three, six, five, which leads beautifully into the idea of every day. 
365 days of the year. This isn't just values and vision that we want to live out on a Sunday. This is something we get to live out every day. This isn't just something we get to do as a big organization. So if we talk about relational breakdown, yeah, we do yoga for family, which is amazing. But we're also people who will take the time to chat to our neighbors over the fence and listen to them as they're talking about the struggles in their own relationship or how they're struggling to parent their child because this is a difficult time for everyone or how they're struggling to care for their own parents or how they're struggling in their marriage because we're all falling over each other in our homes and we're all, everyone, five different Zoom calls going on at the same time. And it's taking the time to listen and it's taking the time to care and it's taking the time to be there for our neighbours and it's every one of us, every day. Everywhere. This is how we want to see our 365 lived out. This is how we want to see our vision and our values and our mission lived out. By each one of us, wherever we are, whoever we are. We want to do it, every, every one of us, everywhere we are in our schools, in our colleges, in our workplaces, in our communities, in our neighbourhoods. And we want to do it every day. This is our 365. We're going to be looking at these, this mission statement and these values and these, these vision statements. We're going to be looking at that over these coming weeks, months. We're going to be digging into this. What does it mean? How do we live this out? Um, you're going to get to know them quite well. But we really want to encourage you. How do we live this out in our families, in our small groups, in our neighborhoods, with our friendship groups, as well as in our church? How do we live this out? Because, Lord, we have heard of the things that you have done. And we pray that you will do it again amongst us today. Lord, we want to give thanks to you. We want to praise you. We want to celebrate you. We want to give thanks for all the ways you have blessed us as individuals. You have blessed us as a church. We want to give thanks for all the ways in which... Um, that you have been evident and you have been present. We want to give thanks for the journey to this point, And we want to acknowledge, Lord, that you've asked us to just take a shift in gear, just take a shift in posture, just take a shift in um, approach. And Lord, as we try and navigate through, Lord, we want to see your kingdom come. We want to see your will be done. We want to see your name known. We want to see you known. We want to see your name glorified. We want to see you worshipped. We want to see transformation flow out, not just in us and not just here on a Sunday. We want to see it out across our communities, wherever we are, whether that be Yeovil or whether that be Somerset or whether that be Dorset or whether that be elsewhere in the UK or whether that be elsewhere in Europe or whether that be in South America or whether that be in North America or whether that be in Africa or Australasia or Asia or wherever it may be, Lord, wherever we are, in this new way that YCC is. We want to see your kingdom come in us first, Lord, and through us. Lord, we submit to your spirit. We surrender to your will. Lord, we want to be people who live this out every day, everywhere, every one of us. Lord, we want to be people who join in in your kingdom. 
So fill us with your spirit now, Lord. Inspire us with your kingdom. Transform us with your love. Amen.